New Year's resolutions. Did you make one this year? Given how unpredictable 2020 was, it can be kind of hard to think about the future like that. But I bet there are some things that you want to accomplish in 2021, some of which probably have something to do with your kiddo's food allergy. So if any of this sounds like you, then I think you'll enjoy my discussion with Pam about New Year's resolutions, smart goals, and theming your year. It was really fun to talk with my good friend Pam about this topic, and I think you'll enjoy hearing this lighthearted yet tactical discussion, and we'll come away inspired and equipped to achieve whatever goal you set for 2021. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hello, Pam. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Happy New Year. Did y'all have a, um, a nice, quiet New Year? It was quiet. It was very Good. quiet. Um, there are some fireworks in the distance, but the pups did not freak out too much. Um, and not a lot in the way of fireworks. Yeah. We live in the city, so we can't really do fireworks, although Mm -hmm. people do them. Um, but my kiddos stayed up to midnight and they rang in the year. Oh yeah. This is third year in a row. They're going strong. Um, do they get more and more excited about it as they're getting older? They do. Yeah. Yeah, they, especially my youngest, because he's kind of like the kid that needs to go to bed at a certain time, or he's, you know, jumping off the walls. But around 11, he definitely got his second wind. And we thought, oh, boy, he's going to be up all night. Um, (laughs) But he wasn't, you know, we had everyone bathed and ready to go um, at midnight. So we danced around and set them to bed. And I think, we tuck him in first and then we tuck in my daughter. And I think by the time we came out of my daughter's room, he was already asleep. So, so it was good. And they slept in cause I have early bird kids, but they actually slept in. So it was, it was a fun, different way to ring in the new year. Since it is the new year, I wanted to talk about something about sort of how do we plan to have a successful new year? Um, and there's not a whole lot of a super focus on food allergy in this episode other than whenever our kiddos have any sort of medical issue, you know, how are we going to manage that? How are we going to sort of internalize it and make sure we're getting our questions answers from our doctors and um, just deal with certain things that, that come along with either having a food allergy or having some other sort of medical condition. And really just sort of think about ways that we can either very specifically or more generally try to have some sort of concerted effort towards, I am going to be successful regarding fill in the blank by doing fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And so I know like, you and I leading up to this episode, we've had some discussions about how we do this very differently, which I think is super fun. So it's not really like a food allergy specific thing, but I think all parents listening and even non-parents listening, I think we all think about going into the new year. Okay. You know, do I have a resolution? Do I have something I want to do better this year? And 
I know that I'm always trying to be better at setting goals, being clear at what I want to accomplish. I guess because as, as you mentioned, I have a baby. She's like the most amazing thing in the whole wide world. And I want to do amazing things with her. I want to do amazing things professionally. I want to do amazing things with, with my husband and and family wise. And for me, in order to do that, I need to be organized, which (laughs) my parents could tell you my bedroom growing up reflects the exact opposite of the term organized. (laughs) So it's something that I definitely have to work at. And kind of coming back to how do I organize my goals, what I want to do, what kind of year do I want to have? I do a couple things and you do a couple of things. So why don't we just dive into what it is we do? And you know me, I made an infographic to accompany this. Yes. Yes. I love it. So ironically enough, I went, I graduated college with, um, I mean, not a minor, a major in um, advertising and I don't like infographics. Well, I love infographics, but I don't like doing them. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I love you looking at the ones that I do. and No, I do love infographics. I feel like I'm just the, here's my idea, you get it done for me (laughs) type of person. I love it. (laughs) Whereas you're creative and I'm not. So it's just, it's funny. Anyway, that was a side note. Good team. team. (laughs) Tangent number one of this episode. Um, So... Y'all listening have probably heard, or maybe you haven't heard, of this thing called SMART goals. And what a SMART goal is, is a very specific way to approach being successful in some sort of task that you want to accomplish. And it's called a SMART goal because it stands for, the S stands for specific, the M stands for measurable, the A stands for attainable. The R stands for relevant and the T stands for trackable. Now, when you Google this, you're going to find a few different versions of how people define the S-M-A-R-N-T. That's the version that I really like. I think sometimes instead of trackable, people say time, um, time bound. Ultimately, What this whole thing is trying to get you to do is think about what you really want to do. So that's being specific. Like, what do you really want to do? How are you going to measure what you want to do? Is what you want to do attainable? Me playing in the NBA, not attainable. No matter how (laughs) focused I am, like that's just not going to happen. Even though my grandmother was an excellent basketball player. Is it relevant? Like, would me playing in the NBA even be relevant? And then um, trackable. How am I going to track it? So the example I give is by Valentine's Day. So I I can track that until then. It's time bound. I will develop so a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie cake recipe because who doesn't love cookie cake, right? My daughter makes the best one. Oh, Maybe yeah. she and I can work on this gluten-free version together. Cause, yes. Um, so develop a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie cake recipe that tastes delicious and then share the recipe on the blog. So it's very specific. I, I specifically want to develop a recipe that tastes delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how am I going to measure that? Because I'm going to taste it. <laughs> and- <laughs> 
So that's more of a subjective measurement, but it is measurable, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Measure it. Attainable. Is that attainable? Yes, that is attainable. I have baking in my blood. Is it relevant? <laughs> yeah, it's totally relevant. Who doesn't like a good chocolate chip cookie cake? And it's gluten-free, so then a lot more people can eat it, right? including myself. And of course, I'll make it peanut tree nut free so my husband can eat it. After I perfect, perfect that, then I could take it even further, go egg free, make dairy free. free. I mean, then, then we're really knocking it out. And if it's delicious, you're, you're top see, I've already got another smart goal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is it relevant? Yes. Is it trackable? Yes, because it's by Valentine's Day. So I want to I want to do this by Valentine's Day. Um, and so that means I'm going to have to plan out, you know, how many, how many, how many times a week do I need to try to make this cookie cake? Because Valentine's Day is really just like in a month. Yeah. You know, and like why Valentine's Day? Because I I want to give my husband a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie cake for Valentine's Day because I want to eat it too. Yes. And I so bet my baby daughter, you know, she'll be, a, she'll, she'll, she, she's getting there, you know, she can yeah. taste these things now. Oh, Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, so so that's a smart goal. It's specific, right. measurable, attainable, relevant, and trackable. And I love them because I can be like I I can. Um, what is that you did in like uh in when you would <laughs> tangent number two? It's about to come. <laughs> when growing up in school, you would diagram like sentences. a flowchart. Oh, yeah, like you would like break up the sentences. It's like. Not just like subject predicate, but like, oh, right, this yeah. is a preposition, prepositional fa- phrase. And like, you can kind of like diagram it. So you'll see, go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com, log into the food allergy toolbox, and you will see my infographic on SMART goals where it, it takes you through what the SMART stands for. It has my cookie example, and then it has a box where you can write down what your SMART goal is. So maybe your SMART goal is to make a peanut-free Thai noodle dish that your kiddo is is really wanting to try. So maybe it's something like that. Um, or maybe you have a SMART goal of really by the end of this year, you really want to understand what it is that food allergy really is. Because there are a lot of parents that... Hi there, this is Alexis from the Hoyt Institute of Food Allergy. Did you know that the Institute is the official sponsor of the Food Allergy and Your Kiddo podcast? And did you also know that you are now able to connect with Dr. Hoyt directly? That's right, we are now offering food allergy office hours for parents. These one-on-one virtual sessions are available for parents all across the country. It's an educational session, not an office visit, where you can ask all of your food allergy questions and finally get answers. It's as comfortable as having a cup of coffee with your bestie. Simply click the link in the show notes to schedule and mention this ad. We are so, so excited to connect with parents across the globe with this new service. Okay, now back to Pam and Dr. Hoyt. And doctors that they know food allergy exists and they know the symptoms that can occur, but they don't understand the underlying science behind what exactly is happening. Or maybe it has nothing to do with health at all. Maybe you just want to set a goal 
to have a clearer morning routine. I'm reading a book right now by Clean Mama. I don't know if mm-hmm. if you've heard it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cam, you and I have <laughs> talked about Clean Mama. Clean Mama is amazing. She, she talks about like pairing like pain point tasks with happy tasks. Yeah. And I just, it's, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant. So yeah, I mean, you might have a, some other non-food allergy related goal or non-parenting related goal. And that's why I love smart goals. Cause it's, it's, it just helps you really be clear yeah. on what is it that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? And how are you going to do it? So Pam, that is the point or down South would say perrnt, counterpurnt. <laughs> so tell me your counterpurnt. Well, I have to say, just real quick on SMART goals, I thought that maybe I didn't do SMART goals. Now, look, I went to business school, so we did this all the time as a practice back then, um, and maybe that's why I don't like to do them. But I have to say that last year, before my daughter went into junior high, um, we made it a goal that we wanted to make sure that she self-carried all the time. Because before it was like, here, take it with you. Don't forget. But now that she is more mobile, she has more after-school activities. Last summer, that was our goal. We knew that by the end of the summer, we wanted her to to remember to take her epi everywhere without us having to remind her. So see, I do make smart goals. That's totally a smart goal. I just don't, I guess I just don't do the practice of sitting down and thinking about it. I guess, you know, the difference between you and me is that I just kind of look on the on the year before and I try to um, kind of reflect on what it is that I didn't do as well, what it is that just kind of spoke to me. And so for this year, um, on a personal note, with coronavirus and with the two hurricanes that hit our area, it was just very challenging. The The year um, was just a challenging year, but I decided to look back and and see what I got out of it, right? The first thing was that I am very well aware how fortunate my family is, but I clearly took it for granted. You know, it was one of those things that I didn't wake up every day and think, oh, I'm so glad my husband has a job today. I'm so glad my kids get to go to school today. I'm so glad that I get to run errands without having to go two hours out of town to go to a grocery store because ours aren't open. So I decided to just kind of look back at all of that. And what I came out of it was that, and what I learned throughout the year was to be grateful, to be more grateful and to be more intentional with our times. Because not only... Mm-hmm. Were we missing all of these things? But it also forced us to slow down. Mm-hmm. And instead of after school every day, and you know this because sometimes after school you would call me and I'm like, can't talk right now. We were constantly on the go. You know, we were doing this. We never ate dinner together because I had one kid here, one kid there. The husband's doing this, I'm doing that. So the fact that we have made the effort and the point to slow down. Mm-hmm to be intentional with our family time and then carry that forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I force my kids and my husband to put everything down at dinner time. And we wait for the last person to finish doing whatever tasks they're doing, um, activity, whatever it may be. And we sit down and we have dinner. And we never really did that before because I took it for granted, right? That Mm -hmm. I could do that. So I go into the year thinking more of it that way, you Mm -hmm. know, um, 
what can I do better? And so you and I talked about having like a word of the year. And so Mm -hmm. I think that those are mine, you know, going into the year, being grateful for the things I have, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually and um, relationships that I have and being intentional in how I nourish those things. Oh, I Um, love that. I love that. So that's just kind of how I do things. And then something that I read um, on one of the mommy blogs that I I read, excuse me, sometimes is she had a quote of worry less and live more. Mm -hmm. So good. And I think as a food allergy parent, as a food allergy family, um, we live in worry land. You know, that's like our home base is worry land. And so to add worry on top of that, is very stressful. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm the type of person that worries about all the things. I worry if I get a new lipstick, what people will think of it. You know, I just, I worry about the silliest things on top of the things that matter. And so reflecting back on the year, looking at the words that I've kind of come up with and that you helped me come up with, I think it's such a important thing. It's an important thing to do because if we're constantly worrying, then we're not living our best life. Mm-hmm. We're not living a joyful life. Um, and that's ultimately what we want, right? We, we for food allergy parents, um, even if we go through the treatments and whatnot, we will always be a food allergy family. We will always be scared of the next thing. We will always have worry about where little Joe and little Jane are doing and eating and do their friends know what to do? Do they know what to do? Have we prepared Mm -hmm. them enough? Um, That's always going to be there. But if we plan with SMART goals, And we plan for um, a success when those things arise, then we need to just let that worry aside Mm -hmm. and live life to the fullest, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and that's hard. I mean, I know it sounds easy for me to say this, like, I'm going to not worry. And that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that when something comes up, when a challenge comes up and it's something that's hard, I'm going to worry about it, right? Mm -hmm. But then I need to make a plan. Yeah. Okay, this isn't good. This isn't fun. But there's nothing at the moment that I can do. Mm -hmm. But what can I do to make sure that whatever this challenge is, is going to be okay? And then Mm -hmm. then go. You know, that's a medical thing or, you know, planning a vacation or whatever it may be. Um, Worry less and live more. So those are sort of the things that I'm going with. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily sitting down and saying, by this day, I'm going to do this. But it, but I all almost want it to just be a resolution for the year, a goal for the year that in, terms become, in turn becomes the way I live life mm-hmm. all the time without thinking about it, you know? Right. Um, like, do your so, activities yeah. fit in with your theme, with what it is overall you're trying to accomplish, which is yeah. – Live more, worry less. Worry, worry less, live more. Yeah, you know, it's interchangeable. <laughs> I mean, well, worry really is, worry really is, about to throw down the spiritual, worry really is from the devil. Yeah. One, it it hurts us. You know, God is always in control. And so whenever we're worrying about something, we're questioning that. And we should not do that. But it's a very human thing to do. But what worry also does is exactly what you're pointing out. It 
you're you're worried so you're you're focusing on oh my gosh what's going to happen as opposed to what what is in your control that you can do to take action to prevent something or be better informed about something if it's a diagnosis you know what is it that you can do so while you're having faith in god that he is with you what is it that he has already equipped you with to manage the situation? And if you're worrying, then you don't have that clarity to use those tools and gifts and talents that he's blessed you with to do whatever part of it you can do. Can you do all of it? No, absolutely not. But are there things you can do to help you navigate that situation? Yes. Yeah. And I think too, you know, it's so funny how in conversation you just sort of a light bulb hits. Um, even now looking back at your smart goals and i guess because when we first approached this topic i thought oh gosh i don't i don't have goals <laughs> like not that i don't have goals but you know like last year we had all kinds of plans and they all just went south you know and so i didn't want to start off the year saying well this is my goal this is my plan and it i was thinking too high right like i was thinking too much but in this conversation especially about you know worry less, live more, and and um, smart goals, to worry less, live more, you do need smart goals, you know, because if you do get that diagnosis, you need to have, I think having a practice like smart goals will make it less stressful. Mm-hmm. To you have know, an approach to manage have an something. Approach, to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't have to be um, – Complex. I think that I was thinking mm-hmm. too complex, right? Um, I legalistically, you were thinking. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're so smart, Pam. That's no. the, not the problem, but that's no. you're very smart and insightful. Like, how am I going to do this and do um, it perfectly? <laughs> but, you know, I just, I think that, yeah, I think it's such a good approach. I think blending the two together, you know, the way that you do things, not that you don't, you know, live life the way that I just described. I live life. Um, but, and not that I am not organized guys. I am. I just, I think so organized. (laughs) I think sometimes when you say things out loud, it makes it scary. Right. So if I were to say, um, you know, this is my goal, this is what I plan. It makes it real. And then when you stick it out into like the universe of, of podcast, um, you know, you almost set yourself up for failure and, Again, that goes back to my worry less, live more. I don't like the idea of thinking I can fail mm-hmm. at anything. And so um, it's just a scary practice. This whole thing's a scary practice, but it can be such a freeing practice. I'm realizing as we're having this discussion that I should sit down more and think, okay, this is what happens. This is, or this is what I want to do. Let's make a plan. I need to plan. Mm-hmm. And I have a planner. Like I am such a planner. planner. But this, I don't know. I this think it comes theory. so naturally to you. Kind of like studying. Didn't we have this conversation? Like oh it just, it all just, <laughs> when things come naturally to you, sometimes you don't have to focus really hard on them. Yeah. Like with me and organization, it doesn't come super naturally to me. Um, flashback, especially to my closet when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh. I don't know how my parents tolerated me. <laughs> And now I think they're very proud of me that I do keep a relatively clean house. Um, But I had to work on it. And so that's why I find all these different strategies. But one thing I like about SMART goals is that it's asking you, like, is this something attainable? You know, NFL, 
not attainable. Mm-hmm. Um, NBA, not attainable. Did I say NFL earlier or NBA? NBA. Okay. But you, okay. you could play football, you know? I mean, it's happening. Women are playing football these days. No? True. <laughs> <laughs> but just not you. Just not me. I could be the team doctor. There you I could help all those team. asthmatics. See? And I know some of them have food allergy. Um, but attainable, <laughs> is it attainable? But is it relevant? Like, right. is this, is it relevant? Like, if somebody else is doing something, like, do that doesn't mean I have to do it. Is it relevant to my life? Like, right. probably not. Um, right. Or maybe it is. But, like, is it relevant? Um, and you you mentioned, like, when you say it out in, like, the podcast universe or write it down, like, it makes it for reals, right? Yeah. Um, that's why on the infographic that I have in the food allergy toolbox, it it has you write it down. Yeah. Because study does show, studies do show that if you write it down – then it, it makes it more real. You tell yeah. someone it makes it even more real because then you're like dealing with accountability. Even if they're not like formally your accountability partner, you've told somebody oh, it's yeah. real. It's Once you say it out loud. It. My mm-hmm. husband asked me, um, look, we've been married for I think 14 years this year. And yes, I said, I think because, you know, <laughs> um, but we've been, you know, together for many years before that. And, um, for the first time, I kid you not, ever, he asked me if I had resolutions. And I was like, one, who are you? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> and two, it threw me off because, you know, here's this man who is my best friend and my husband and partner in life. And I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to tell you. <laughs> because, you know, because then it it makes it real. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's the person that um, – I never want to let down ever, you know, Mm -hmm. he's and my kids, you know, but he's, he's my person. Mm -hmm. And, um, I kind of had to think about it and he, he, I guess he saw like the stress in my eyes and he was like, no, I mean, I'm just wondering, I don't, I don't really have any. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. And, but, but again, it does, but he did say, we, we also had a conversation about, you know, me and worry and, um, he said, you just need to write down the things that you're worried about. And, and look back on that notebook and realize why you don't need to worry about it. And I thought, oh, you're so smart, but it's so real because your husbands are so great. Right. Because once you write it out or say it out loud, it one, it can be freeing. And two, you then become accountable for mm-hmm. making sure that stuff is happening or not happening or whatever, you know, it may be. Um, so maybe just as a practice in general, every few months, just kind of sit down and think, okay, where am I? Where are we going? Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And is it aligning with kind of the last thing that we'll talk about today, which is, you know, what is your, your theme Mm -hmm. of the year? I really like theming my year because I feel like that gives me some sort of guide as to how I can be successful and Mm -hmm. are my smart goals for whatever it is I'm doing professionally, personally, are they part of that theme? So the first year I did this was a few years ago when I first started at Cleveland Clinic. And I, my theme for the year was intentional because I had some very specific professional goals that I wanted to achieve. And Cleveland Clinic. I am a huge fan of Cleveland Clinic. I (laughs) feel so blessed to work with Cleveland Clinic. But 
I needed to be very intentional if I wanted to achieve the goals I wanted to achieve. Right. And thinking about that throughout the year as certain opportunities arose allowed me to say, is this is this an example of me being intentional? Is this going to help me get to those goals that I'm trying to achieve, those bigger goals? So it helped me sort of sift through things because I had that theme. Mm-hmm. Going into 2020, now this was at the end of 2019, my theme was creative. Mm-hmm. And the reason my theme was creative was because I had achieved certain goals in 2019 and I wanted to build on that in 2020. And in order to do that professionally, then I was expecting at this time at the end of 2019. And I knew that I wanted to be an amazing, amazing mother. I wanted to be an amazing spouse, but I also wanted to continue growing my career as a food allergist Mm -hmm. and continue to to serve the food allergy community. In order to do all that, I would have to be creative because I was (laughs) having a baby, y'all. Then a pandemic hits. So creative was even more relevant. And and going into 2021 now, my theme, I think it's going to be a two-part, like a two-year theme. It's potential. So this year, it's really clarifying potential. Um, potential of how how much can I can I build food allergy in your kiddo to really serve the food allergy community? Though those types of things. And then like when opportunities arise, then I can use smart goals and and other tools to help me be successful in my year. Can things change? Absolutely. And so mm-hmm. that's also why I like doing a theme as opposed to just a resolution, because I feel like a resolution is like a pass fail, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and maybe that's why so scary. Well, sometimes in life, things happen. Yeah. Life happens, you know? Yeah. And sometimes like maybe a resolution you set in the beginning of the year, it's like completely not even relevant midway through your year. So I prefer to set a theme. What say you? I like it. I like it. And again, I think that's why um, I've never really, at least in the last you know few years, sat down and said, what is my resolution? Because it is so pass or fail. And the second things go awry, it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So this whole idea of a theme, and I guess it's kind of where I am with worry less, live more. It's going to be the theme of my life. Um mm-hmm. It's something that it's should always be there, um, but it may there may be times where I do worry more, um, but it's just how I get out of that worry mm-hmm. um, to do it. And it and it goes to so many things. You and I had a conversation a few months ago about you know me kind of I love I love 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 being a part of this podcast and and having these conversations with you more. But I shared with you that I tend to compartmentalize my life sometimes because that's how I deal with the anxiety that I have. Um, and I've worked very hard to, um, you know, kind of work with so that I don't yeah. live an anxious life. Um, mm-hmm. But then I realized that um, – talking about food allergies a lot, I wasn't, I hadn't fully, um, I had not fully dealt with some of those emotions that I thought that I had. Um, Mm -hmm. And so 
I, I asked you if I could take a, a, a small step back, you know, and, you know, maybe not be on the podcast as much or whatnot. But then also taking that time and thinking back, you know, I was able to deal with those emotions and able to realize, okay, we took the path we took because that was the best path that we could take. You know, I mm-hmm. did my due diligence, I mm-hmm. had my goals, mm-hmm. and I can't dwell on, you know, this new information that I love learning. But sometimes, you know, you think, oh, why didn't we do that? Right. Um, and I couldn't dwell on that. Right. And so when coming up with this whole, you know, I guess now theme of my life, um, worry less, live more, part of that was, and with the intention and gratitude, is that I have come out kind of on the other side of the anxiety that comes with being a parent of a food allergy child. And um, we have a pretty good plan, you know, for her. And we've taught Mm -hmm. her and we've taught our families. and, And we're very fortunate that our families are all on board And I feel like it's my duty to share that with people because even if I really don't have anything, you know, specific, I guess, to, to share, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not, you know, I'm not good at infographics or or creativeness, Um, but I have a story of being a mom who went down to the lowest lows and now I am for the most part, at the highest highs, and we live such a good life, even with something that is such a scary thing. And maybe there's a mom out there or a dad or a guardian or a sister who needs to hear that, you know? And mm-hmm. and so I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, I think I just went off on a tangent, but I, but I realized that part of this year, I want to do that more freely, you know? Um, and realize that our path is our path and other people's are different, but that doesn't mean that they can't take something that I said and say, oh, okay, thanks. You know, that that made me feel good. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I have this resource through a dear friend of mine to be able to share our story and then with you to be able to share ways that maybe I didn't take that path because it wasn't available, but now it is available. So let's get that information out there and help these people. I love it. Sorry, tangent. Um, <laughs> I don't think that was a tangent at all. I mean, I don't know. showing how you, you spent some time thinking about what you wanted next year to look like. You based that on how things went this year, what you learned, what you want to do more of, do less of. I mean, that that's insight right there. Yeah, just just a theme. I, I guess like, I don't know, you know, sometimes you and I have conversations and I just like have light bulb, mo- light bulb moments. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this was one of them that, you know, I went into this conversation thinking, oh, I hate resolutions. I'm so bad at them. Um, I mean, I even shared that with you when you texted me, Hey, this is what I want to do. Um, I told my husband, I was like, she wants me to do a resolution and I don't have one because I don't like them. But now realizing that it's all about theming your year, you know, it's all Mm -hmm. about having just those specific, um, or maybe like, you know, that broad theme that you can very specifically, um, have those goals. Mm -hmm. It's just, Mm -hmm. and one of the reasons I really wanted to do this too, was when you said that you don't do it and you don't like it, I'm like, oh my gosh, we absolutely have to discuss this. We thought we had very different opinions and thoughts, but I think actually we're pretty much on the same page. Whereas if you're just being thoughtful about your life and being present in your life, then 
and trying to apply what you've learned before and and what went well and what was out of your control. And then how are you going to kind of navigate that next time? And and what do you want to do more of and, and bring that as positively as possible into the new year? I think whether you do resolution, smart goal, theme your year, fill in the blank, whatever you want to call it, being, being thoughtful about what it is you want to get out of your life (laughs) and how do you want to live your life with your family, you know, and, and not let things steal your joy. As I say, sometimes like, let's not let food allergy, let's not let fill in the blank, steal our joy. Let's recognize what it is. Let's, you know, put our faith in God and let's also learn what we can and, and navigate situations with the tools we have at hand while again, staying in prayer about, about these things. We can only do so much, but I think especially looking at, um, gratitude and intentionality, I mean, you're going to have an amazing 2021. I'm going to implement gratitude and revisit intentionality in mind now too. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just so great. And, and, and I think too, just one small little, I guess, caveat or, or tangent is that, you know, I'm for the most part a stay-at-home parent. And so sometimes thinking about, you know, theming a year or deciding on a goal sometimes seems a little scary because it's not like, you know, where you have clear professional goals along with your family goals. Um, You know, I don't know. I guess maybe I thought, you know, I've been out of the, I guess, traditional nine-to-five workforce since uh, I had my daughter and – you know, thinking back, back then I did make goals, you know, I did make goals for my career. Um, and I just, I guess I just hadn't in so long that I just thought it wasn't relevant to me, but clearly it is. And this has been such, um, an opening conversation. And I hope that other people listening to kind of my, my awakening <laughs> of all of this and, um, and your specific ideas on how to achieve something like this um, is really helpful for people going forward and in any aspect of your life, whether it's food allergy or a medical situation or planning a vacation or being a better, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. Um, I really hope this was, it was definitely eye opening for me. So I hope it's eye opening for everybody else. I know. Definitely go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com. And sign up for the email list and let us know what you think. And if we're, I love talking about this. This was not a very food allergy heavy discussion. Sometimes we have very food allergy heavy discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, but let us know what other things you want to hear about because food allergy and your kiddo, I mean, the whole your kiddo part is is really the underlying most important part of it. Sure. You know, and sure. um, and and being a parent, as I'm learning, it's, it's an amazing journey. So I definitely want this to be a tremendous resource for parents, like you mentioned, friends, sisters, everybody, um, to come to learn about food allergy and, and ways to navigate life. Yeah. Smart goal or not. <laughs> but do it because now I'm realizing that it's good. <laughs> yes. and, and you can go and get the infographic at food allergy in your kiddo and go to the toolbox, which I'm super excited about. I just put that up there, by the way, and I think it's amazing. So the toolbox is is where I'm storing all my infographics and all of my subscribers have access to it um, just because I want everybody to to know, like have all these tools. I'm adding a new one soon 
about how to actually organize your kiddo's allergy tests, which I know as a doctor, when a patient has seen multiple specialists and comes to me and just has like one page that has Mm -hmm. like (laughs) magically has everything organized and I can just go, Ooh, I get it. As opposed to like the 30 pages of like one lab test per page. You know what I'm talking about when you print out those lab (laughs) tests and you're like, man, there's not a more organized way we can do this. Come on. Um, anyway, tangent number four, I think of this. No, but I think one of yours that you called the tangent was not a tangent. Anyway, y'all go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and, um, and check, check it all out. And again, yeah, let us know. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, and what more you want to learn about. And also, if you do come up with one of these SMART goals um, or have like a theme for your life, we'd love to hear it. You know, we'd love to see what it is that you did. And, you know, maybe we can compile some of those and and talk about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on air just to share, you know, um, just to share what you guys think Mm -hmm. and, and how you guys approach your life. Because clearly, you know, just sitting here in the last you know, 30, 40 minutes. Um, I learned, you know, a lot and I've been friends with Dr. Hoyt for longer than I care to say because it'll age us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and you know, this is really the first time we've talked about something like this. So definitely share with us, go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and, um, and sign up and, and get the toolbox and share your life with us too. I love it. Okay. Y'all happy new year. Happy new year. Okay, y'all, that was the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com where you can get the SMART Goals worksheet and you can get so many other amazing downloadable tools that I create and curate specifically for you, my listeners, my subscribers. Going into 2021, I want to thank you very much for being a part of this very special podcast and say God bless you and God bless your family. Thanks for listening to this episode of Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with food allergist, Dr. Alice Hoyt. For more information on navigating the world of food allergy, visit www.foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and follow Dr. Hoyt on Twitter at Dr. Alice Hoyt. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Let's take the anxiety and confusion out of food allergy. Food Allergy.